Welcome to Lat B, the only podcast that comes with a free bandits bonus. Lat B, where MMA and UFC get silly. This is the Lat B Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 221. We're coming back after a night of fights, the morning after, and what a night we had of fights coming out of Sack Town. We had all sorts of showcase fights. We told you guys, betting-wise, it was going to be a little iffy. There was a ton of underdogs that came through. We were definitely cashing big old checks, stacks of money. We trying to tell you, we dropped them cards. Weigh-ins was some of the most interesting dynamic I've seen in a very long time, and I feel like that's a good place to start. Do you think that type of a weight cut was beneficial for Aspen Lad making 135 pounds instead of 136 as per regulation because there was no belt on the line. So she openly chose to cut a pound. I think there should be hydration tests. That would change a many fighters' They could just move everybody's belt up 10 pounds, do hydration tests, and go from there. We've said it before. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but... They, she had to get medically checked out after weigh-ins, did Aspen Lad to make sure that she was still able to fight on Saturday. And we all know how that ended up, but we're going to eventually get there. But that was, I feel like, the most significant information news. We were really chatting about it on our Twitterverse, on our Instagram. We were definitely asking the fans out there, if you're not following and liking, at Lesbo and the Bean, at Zoltanite, at Weakneck Baby as well, but... Oh, man. Should we just start from the bottom? Other than that, because at weigh-ins, everyone else made weight. Well, everyone looked good. There was a little bit of tussling between some competitors there, between Van Buren and Sousa, but it was other type of signings, other stuff we want to get into. How do you feel about it? Um, We can save the Twitterverse till the end again, unless people start hating it, and we can just get right in to the morning after UFC Sacramento. It was controversial at best. How was that judging for you? Starting off the entire (laughs) night, we had a 135-pound bout decision go to Benito Lopez against Vince Morales. I had Benito Lopez as an underdog here, alpha male guy. You ended up having Morales, and I would say you were right in that pick. Morales won two, if not all three of those rounds. And that first round could have been a 10-8 compared to the new standards uh, as far as a knockdown because Benito Lopez got dropped with the right hand. Did rally well, come back, throw a lot of kicks, but there was times in there where Benito Lopez was one-dimensional in just kicking, not throwing any hands, and really got pushed up against the fence. Most of it got on his bicycle. And luckily, they were... In Sacramento, the local town getting involved. He had a big crowd there, and we saw the judges swayed because I think somebody had a 30-27 in there at a time. I could be wrong, but it went 29-28, which I still think is wrong. I saw Benito losing. I want to bet. I'm happy with that part, but that's something that I got to really think about. Benito's just not growing enough for me. He's staying that one-dimensional gassing type of a guy, and once plan A's out the window, his plan B is just to hold on until the fight's over, as far as what I keep seeing in there. I was really hoping the young man was moving forward, but he's kind of stayed stagnant. What do you end up taking away from this one? I really felt good with my pick. It went really close to exactly what I thought was going to happen, and it wasn't even the worst thing that's... I feel like happened to me over the period of the night. I finished maybe six or seven. I don't remember. Uh, I believe we were both seven of 12. No, I was six then. I was seven of 12. But I feel like I should have been around eight or seven, um, eight of 12. The judge is getting involved here. This was one. Um, Hey, I had my, a couple of mine taken. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. You had a couple hard ones. Yeah. It's true. That is the truth. Yeah. So this wasn't even the worst. So the lappy rule of staying away from the first fight of the night, this didn't really hurt me at all. Um, So I wasn't even that mad. And I even tweeted out, I'm like, you know what? I don't think that decision should have gone that way, but I'm not mad. Like, okay. Right. I didn't hear my cards. And you said, hey, local guy, don't you think it matters? Thank you. Sometimes it matters. We all know. We all know. Especially so. in a town like California where they like to 
say they have the cream of the crop fighters, which they do. They're definitely out there being one of the talent-rich scenes. So just something to note next time we go to Sacramento. This lets you know, though, I think you should take it forward as a better that's just betting live, um, where you're like, let's see how the hometown judges are about to act. This lets you know to, about a lot of fights going forward. If I could have changed live, I would have adjusted things. But some, you know, they get locked a lot of the time, so. Correct, correct. So... Who do you have against for Lopez? I mean, I feel like he fights anybody at 135 pounds. He is 10 and 1. Both guys are really not big enough for me to... They don't get ranked yet. They don't get another opponent. It's whoever they want to throw him in against. Yeah. Totally agreed with that one. On to 115 pounds. We ended up having a unanimous decision for debuting Brianna Van Buren coming in at all five foot even against the veteran Livia Renata Souza. Souza... Really gassing again, uh, striking was sent a little bit limited, and she really got picked apart against the cage. There was a point in time in that second round where Sousa had both hands down and just ate five shots in a row, and we saw Van Buren really start to get confident there in the second round, and only towards the end of the second round did Sousa land a right hand that gained the respect of the fight to turn it into a decision. Van Buren didn't run in after any more of those punches, but she had decidedly won two, if not all three of those rounds. I believe it was all three. I didn't give Souza a shot, even on the ground. Van Buren kept it standing. She's a little fireball, Van Buren. She gets added in there. She was moving like John Dotson. She earned her nickname. She was the bull. She was moving forward. I felt she was far more aggressive than John Dotson. By far. She didn't get on her bicycle. <laughs> That's pretty true. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but I really like Van Buren in there. I think she really proved herself really well. And um, But I think her competition has been a tiny bit stiffer than Sousa so far in the UFC. Um, I don't know. I, I I didn't put her in too many places, so it really didn't help me out. Even though it was a solid performance, it did not help me anywhere on DraftKings. <laughs> I had Suza So I can't on. even be like, yeah, I told you, this should be on your card. Because I'll actually give you credit for it that I had a card because I listen to the show, and if you listen and you make money. That's the truth. So I had a card, and you know what? Judges' decisions are not... Shit happens, and so sometimes shit happens for you, and sometimes it happens against you, and sometimes it happens for you a couple of times in the night, which could help a card. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> so, oh, by a couple hundred points. So I played a card on your advice, Thank and I'm more, way more than broke even, so I was like, all right. I'm definitely doing good as far as the DraftKings lines have been doing the last couple of weeks, especially with those PMPs, giving y'all a little hint. I feel like it's been three fight cards in a row. Started the off. PMP is 100%. You can knock on wood anywhere in this studio. <laughs> like the whole entire studio. And there was like a plus 205 in there. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, Woo! Yeah. Making some money. So, enough tooting of all them horns. What do you take away from this fight for Van Buren? Give her anyone at 115. Let's go. And Souza, I mean, she's on a two-fight losing streak and looking rough. I think she gets one more go at it, and then it might be time. But she probably gets another shot at that division right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 115. Rink. 135 pounds. We have Jonathan Martinez coming in against Pian Lu. If you are on the alpha male parlay system where you were betting all alpha male guys this was the one that didn't come through he is a chinese fighter who was coming in um on that international trade that the ufc got with the chinese guys and he was in the yadong song type of fight talkings but we really saw lou get a lot of respect for martinez martinez pedro i didn't give the respect he needed this motherfucker's a killer I loved everything I saw from Martinez in there. He definitely was bobbing and weaving his head amazingly going to the body and head, throwing kicks up the middle, knees. I mean, he had Lou respecting him everywhere and ate a shot as good as anyone I'd ever seen in there because Lou landed a couple right hands that, whoop boy. Martinez, definitely a fun prospect, somebody to watch out for in the division. I liked everything I saw. I think Lou gets another shot in there, especially because he's got the alpha male China ties. He's also, I feel like, got representation from WME, the company. So Lou's going to get another fight. But Martinez, that's somebody to watch out for. He looked fun in there. 
But is it Lou maybe had a little more hype than he should have? Um, I had Martinez going into a it. Great pick. This was on point. I didn't put him anywhere on my DraftKings, so it didn't help me out. But I was nervous. I thought, oh, he's going he's gonna to lose his decision. <laughs> I really thought. I'm like, oh, shit, this could go bad. But, uh, yeah, this was kind of an unmemorable fight for me throughout the night. Lou ran a lot in this. Lou lost lost a few of those exchanges, and he ended up getting on his bike more so than the other one. And then uh, finally when he chose to get in there, that knee was sweet. How do you feel about Pedro Martinez embodying Napoleon Dynamite's moniker, his friend there? Um, Do whatever gets you remembered. We're, if you can get your name on, if, it seems like it's the UFC. If you're ready to fight and can get your name or get your name big enough. But you got to be ready to fight. It, it, Dana does seem to pay off people that are always ready to go. Justin Gaethje. Yeah, he does seem to like hook them up and get them the fight they eventually want. Um, Daniel Cormier even. Like I really do believe Dana did everything he could to get him that Brock fight. Um, I don't know. So... And I don't care about the Brock DC fight, obviously. I'm just saying I think DC wanted it, like, so bad. Easy fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where do you, So either guy, give them whoever in the division. Again, they're, they're young and up-and-comers. They're willing to take a shot, to give a shot. So they're willing to represent themselves at this point in time. I think Martinez, The first round of this, I feel like, was an amazing fight. Oh, yeah. And then it just went, ew, where what? I said it was unmemorable. Now I feel horrible for saying it because the first round of this was like, gentlemen, Thank gentlemen. You. And then I'm now it's just somewhere in my brain. that. But so I'm sorry that I even said that. But it's because Lou backed off. Because as soon as Lou was like, holy shit, this guy can eat a shot. And he just hit me way too hard. Uh, which eventually ended up coming through with that knee again at the end of the third round it was pretty definitely fun prospect in martinez in there he's gonna be fighting soon i don't think he took too much damage but there were some exchanges we'll see what the reports say afterwards that was it on the finishes of the night there were still a couple other ones we had an unmemorable fight speaking of which in darren elkins coming in against ryan hall hall being the decided favorite in here also, a fight that I feel like called out pretty close to a T, saying Ryan Hall's going to be throwing all sorts of crazy kicks in there because he doesn't care if he goes down, and Elkins didn't want to strike at all. And the crowd usually boos. And guess what? Crowd came right in, booed this one right up because Hall was turning and running by the end of this third round, literally. he There was a couple times where he was like, hey, whoa, look at my arms. <laughs> Dare I say this? Ryan Hall... Take away striking and add more kicks has a Tony Ferguson-esque fight style. It's really wackadooey. It is wacky in there. And it's just like, because there is this no fear of going to the ground, he almost begs of you to do it. And he knows he's going to have to take a shot. He is perfecting kicks that no, uh, no one else would use in the UFC for fear of getting taken down. So their kicks are pretty brutal i just think tony ferguson gets pretty crazy with his elbows and hands a a lot more than uh ryan hall and that's almost what i'd say to ryan hall next work on your elbows and hands a little bit and in there to be taking this to an even another level because he's going to need another level right i would agree with that but this is really interesting because there people are going to be like ryan hall's a striker he knocked down opens how many times four or five times in this fight? Yeah, Elkins looked like a zombie in there. Like Which usually head does. movement, coming forward. He got hurt a bunch of times and wasn't really laying out anything. He was stalking, but wasn't really throwing a lot of punches. Because as soon as he threw a punch, Ryan Hall was in Minari rolling in through those I legs. I was so wrong here. And I do think Ryan Hall really hurt Elkins that he could turn on no game plan. I don't want to totally hate on Ryan Hall because this was a, such a weird fight. Um, More to come on that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited though, and I know everybody <laughs> is. Uh, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get. I don't want to jinx the hype train. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get on. Thank you, thank yeah. you. We got money to be make still. We got money yeah, to make. Yeah, that was fairly one sided. Uh, just with those yeah. knockdowns. Is, but just, is it time for Darren Elkins too? I don't think so, but I want him personally to step away just because we're seeing that damage accumulate. 
outside of the ring with him now. You can listen to some of the stuff and it's just like, ooh, so, starting to sound slow. Dale, Darren Elkins, please, time to get out <laughs> at here. <laughs> for your own self, yeah. for your own good, yeah. for your own good. Moving on to 135 pounds, we had a decision between Juliana Pena versus Nico Montano. Pena coming off of a two-year hiatus, having a baby, having the baby in weigh-ins, having her at every single point in time prior to and even at the fight. She was ready with that kid around. Nico Montano having a year seven months after winning the belt. You put out a great tweet during this fight and it was spider-man versus spider-man <laughs> pointing at each other and this was that exact fight it was perfect time to use it and it really was i mean neither of them really did more than the other i guess pena got two or three more takedowns but she really muscled them in there and against higher level competition pena's not the prospect she was two years ago when the division was brand new still now we got some real contenders in here, and I see Pena having a much tougher route to get to that belt. I don't think that this deems her a contention, maybe a top five lady at 135 pounds, but... Could she be Jessica I? Pena? She could be Jessica I, but that's a close fight. That's a closer fight than it would have been two years ago. There's some ago. good fights left for her at 125. I'm interested 35. in her... No, it's 120... No, it's 135? 35, Montana. Yeah, Montana moved up. From the oh, I thought I thought it was a one twenty five fight. It was thirty five. It was yeah. Pena moving down. Huh? What a bumsky. Um, but uh, I thought Pena looked all right in there. It, to me, the more rush she shook off, the better she looked, and it slowly became her fight, and her experience paid off. She looked rusty at first. Mm-hmm. It was scary for a minute. Um, or Montano just it, it may have. Uh, or even in a way that Pena let Montano overexert herself in those takedowns, and then they both her. they both look rusty for that matter. Yeah, they were both out for a long time. Exactly. So I don't know. I'm interested to see both ladies wrestling is so much. It's so much further than so many other ladies in the division. They could give a lot of people a really hard time. So I want to see how they progress, and that fight didn't cause either of them too much damage. Agreed. They, Agreed. But it was that's an Angela usually, Hill fight. That's usually their styles in general, and that's why that Spider-Man tweet was so perfect because yeah. that's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> Moving on to 145 pounds, we had Andre Touchy Feely coming in against Sherman Marias, the underdog. When we were touting him off here on the podcast, he eventually moved to the favorite, ended up breaking about that minus 115 near even line by fight night. Touchy-feely coming through hot. Thought the takedowns were going to be a little more involved here, but Touchy-feely striking. I said out of all of the alpha male guys, he's the one who least uh, falls into the mold of that typical overhand right and uses wrestling. And it wasn't just that right. That jab was landing on point. Once Feely hurt Marias in that first little bit of an exchange, he pounced all over him, never, (laughs) never let him off the hook. It was a fun fight. This was my key player on DraftKings that ended up paying out. <laughs> what would be better to be, the Brennan Shaw or the Skip Bayless? <laughs> you know Skip Bayless? He's like that um, clammy-looking old Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Where he's like, ugh. <laughs> so... This one, did you end up going with Marais or did you? No, no, no. I had touchy feely. We both had touchy feely here. Um, he was he cheap. looked so good. I had him to go to decision. I didn't think it would be quite so dynamic. I thought he'd just slowly wear Shaman out and his experience would take over. Uh, I have to take back even what I said about Alpha Male because they had a lot of prospects that looked really good. And I love touchy feely. He looked so good here. We've been. I feel like we've been saying it for yeah. a bit. Bitsky's I had him on a lot of cards, and I was very excited. I only had four cards. I had only three of them before my cards. But I did have a card. My card that I got more than all my money back on uh, was a card that I'm so glad I did because I just filled in with everything we agreed on, but then heavy ones, like I put GDR on it, which was your pick over mine. And um, there was another big one that I'll probably remember when we get there. What was... I don't know. I'll remember it. But there was one other big one that I was your pick and uh, not mine. A PMP, maybe? 
Oh, um, plus money. Pues. No, I had Emmett. Oh, okay. as well. Yeah, so that I just okay. him as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything, where do we go with Feely? Where do we go with Marais? I think Marais has fights left at 45, but he might be on a three-fight losing streak. Maybe he won one in between there. Let me see real quick. I think he did, um, thinking about it. He did have a... Feely, I think he's burning it up. Oh, yeah, he's been looking good for a bit. Yeah, it, this is his two-fight losing streak to Yusuf and Feely now, but he beat Arce in there and Salis again, so he's he got has, fights he left. He has fights. He has I fights I want to see Feely. He, he, it's his run. I agree. He's looking crisp. I agree. He's looking good. He's looking fast. He's still, what, 26 years old, 27 years old? He's been fighting for a Isn't while. Isn't it crazy to think of all the young prospects in the UFC that are just slayers and think, oh, my gosh, we get to watch these guys for, you know, I, I mean... I, if you're, we're super conservative five more years. So we get to watch them progress for five more years. And sure. that is insane, insane to think about. And then we have Macy Barber, who's the new breed of the new breed. Already the new breed. So it's like, oh, and then the additions that are going to be 19 years old, 18 years old eventually. Like, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Crazy, it's crazy. Insane. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. We definitely had a lot of young blood in here this fight night, and they showed out. I mean, we had all sorts of crazy finishes. Those being one the of them. The name of the article one day will be The House That John and Rhonda Built. Ooh. Isn't that deep? Dang. Because it is kind of that way in a weird way. They're the True. like new breed that made a new breed that now there's a new breed. But then maybe one day there'll be a whole different article that's like the house Adesanya and Amanda built or the house Whitaker and Amanda built or the house, you know, like it'll be a whole nother. Whoever. True, true, true. I just mean that it's a game it of just belts. keeps changing. It just keeps getting better and it just keeps. Agree. And that's why we need more divisions. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> so anything left with Feely and or Mariah. Feely makes us get all deep. Definitely. Get all deep. Definitely, definitely. At 205 pounds, we had debuting short notice replacement John Allen coming in against Mike Rodriguez. We were telling you here, hey, Mike Rodriguez should be the decided favorite, but minus 450, no way in hell you can be putting them for 9-4 and anything. And the couple cards I had did bad, which weren't many because I stayed away from Rodriguez. The ones that Rodriguez touched, those had the kiss of death on them. And it was just, you can't trust this guy. Short notice, we were saying that left hook mattered for John Allen. He was a scrapper in there. Uh, couldn't pay up for him. So I pretty much stayed away from Rodriguez other than I think oh, like two I cards. wish I did. I wish I did. He was on three or four of my cards. Um, so I'm so glad. I still cashed on one of the cards he was on. That's how solid of a card it was. But those are almost more painful sometimes. Agreed. Because you're, you're like, like, oh my oh. God, if I had anyone but this one. Agreed. 100% agreed. Alan looks so good in there. Yep. Killer. Killer. 21 years old, 22 years old. Absolute killer. So this is one of these new up-and-coming prospects that's like, remember him. But at the same time, I do think that Rodriguez has a level of hype that is uh, uncoming to himself and his actual skills compared to just some of the finishes he's had. And again, a big narrative that they were boasting about on all the UFC stuff was this is the first time he's had a nutritionist and an actual coach this time in his life because he goes to the PMP center or whatever. He was gassed in the first round. round game. He's the go to wrestling heavy camp. But the gas tank as well. He was absolutely done after that first round and was just throwing those long arms out there, getting tuned up, I mean. Allen looked good everywhere. We had a unanimous decision for the humongous underdog. He's going to get other, definitely got a good way to go out there. I think Rodriguez is still going to be a fade. I mean, his gas tank has just proven to be bad. Even though I didn't fade him, but I think he's on that train. Yeah, I think Allen's a sneaky underdog going forward, and Rodriguez is kind of one-dimensional. And if he goes against somebody that's chinny, maybe he'll win. But other than that, it's a slowly walk, but he doesn't have to. Um, I wish I could think of a quick, an- is it an anagram for get on out of here? <laughs> I don't think it's quite that. No, I agree. I think he still has a few fights left in there, but he's got to turn around something. It just, there's deficiencies in his game in there, but he is explosive and really long. I mean, that he's just like gummy body in there. He was long on. Yeah. On to 185 pounds. We had Marvin Vittori coming in as a slight favorite against Caesar. Mutach 
Ferreira. Ferreira being an underdog that I was picking here, I was thinking that it was really going to be that wrestling Cohen in there. And oh my disgustingness, have I ever seen such gross, disgusting grabs for takedowns? It's all due credit to Vittori's using that wrestling that time off. That steroid suspensions ended up paying off for him because he looks super strong in that yoke out. Steroid suspension? That's why he ended up taking a little bit oh. of a break, I ended up finding. He, you know, he had a little bit of extra juice in his water. Jacked up Nick Carter. Do you wonder why he got suspended? Looking like a monster in there. Ferreira usually looks pretty big, and I just think, and I was just like, wow, Vittori looks like a, weight, a whole weight class above That's my question him. I'm going to be tweeting out after the show. If you built a boy band out of five UFC fighters, who would they be? And then I'll even maybe do a picture of a couple of faces on, like, um, the Backstreet Boys or something or t- t- Take 5. I don't know. I love it. And uh, build them. But look at Vittori. He is, he might be in my boy band. I feel saying. like him and Rose Namajunas could be cousins. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he looks like Nick Carter to me or something. I can see that too. For sure. For sure, for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I like that question. So Throw yeah. it out. I'll, I'll get working on one. I got some interesting <laughs> yeah. picks. Yeah. So put it in your head, you guys. <laughs> Is it head only or can it go down to about nip level? Because then that changes the game. Um, <laughs> you, you can, that part is on you. you That's can all decide. Me. Yeah, you can decide and you can put it in your explanation if you need to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so be looking for that question <laughs> to come out soon. <laughs> That's why you're uh, following our UFC show. <laughs> Definitely. Where do you go uh, with Vittori and Ferreira in this? Ferreira um, looks like it might be time. He was it's looking getting, spent. He was looking spent. It might be getting definitely uh, close, but Vittori was looking better to me. I, I liked everything I saw from Marvin. I agree. He looked like a monster in there, and that's definitely a good thing. Vittori, I picked him against Adesanya because I thought that wrestling would come into play. It didn't against Adesanya. I backed off of it for this Ferreira fight, and it comes through, and it's just I'm not getting a good read on Vittori, and it's because he's burned me a couple times. You burned yeah. me again. Yeah. So, and it was that fight IQ, but he showed. I stayed good away from plan. this fight. I had this as my dirty split, which you can look for that out there on our cards. It's like the little garbage pail kid stamp. Um, but I thought this one was going to be very low scoring, so I stayed away from it. I had my dirty split end up being Hall versus. You can put it on five of them if you want to. Oh, I you mean, think all the cl- spite fights are going to be close and low scoring? Because I think that all matters too. So what does a dirty split that entail, does it mean? Does it tell people to stay away from the bet, stay on the bet, or just know that it's going to be a dirty, stinky split? I think split? when things are dirty, stinky splits, most of the time, they're low scoring. So I just True. think you can take from it what you will. It'll be a dirty split. Take from that what you will. Okay. But anyways, this was what I thought was going to be a dirty split, so I thought it was going to be low scoring. I don't know if Vittori killed it in points, but I stayed away from it. I think it. it was around 86 points for about 8,400. No, so it wasn't horrible. Bad. I think he did better than he should have then. Never mind. I still didn't have him on many. I stayed away from this fight, and it ended up working out because I had definitely other spots. Allen, I had on one of my cards. Because I was like, oh, remember oh, these guys? Pick, he definitely ended up catching me out pretty good throughout the night. So, moving on to 185 pounds, we have Carl Robertson coming in against Wellington Terman. If you're talking about dirty, stinky, rotten splits, oh my goodness, I, man, you had this fight. You had it right. Again, I ended up going Robertson. You went Terman. Ended up going my way, but uh, I don't feel bad saying that he didn't deserve that bout. He didn't deserve that fight. This one really surprised me. Right. <laughs> I was like, right in the heart. It can't get any worse. And it did. Still. It still, still did. I don't even know what to say. I was really shocked. I was shocked by this point. This one was more egregious than the first fight even. Where it was like, what? Who? How did that even happen? Uh, so... Yeah, stunning. I don't know what to say about it. It was a grind of a fight. I love the late kicks of Robertson at the beginning, but he just was another guy that proved that he had such a little ground game that once it was exploited, I just feel like it's dangerous for anyone without a ground game to go too far in the UFC. Because even moderate guys can, Holly Holm can take down Megan Anderson. You know what I mean? I agree. It's like, 
I definitely was like, hey, I feel like I was also championing for Terman there a bit, saying like, hey, guys, be iffy on Robertson as well, because I went back and listened as well, and I tried to do a couple of those cards, and oh, am I glad, because I stayed away from Robertson on a lot of fight cards, and it paid off. He did still so end up getting like I feel like I should have gotten eight right, because this is the only yeah, other one that I feel like I bad. actually, even though there was some other things that pissed me off later on that were worse than this that happened, um, this was still the one where I'm like, okay, I can settle that I could at least say I should have gotten eight right and not six. Agreed. And it would, and that would have set me into but that But you never range. know, and I should have thought... Local per, we know we, we talk about ele- elevation, we talk about temperature, we talk about audience. Yeah, we said it though. We right. did, we did say it, we did say it. So, you got to take it You're into from consideration. California. I'm saying, I know Golden State me. Warriors, ask them if they cheat, ask Michael Jordan if he ever cheat, <laughs> <laughs> ask Dana Cormier if you ever <laughs> press on a towel, ask GSP if you ever cheat. He'll tell you, <laughs> he had a man kiss BJ Penn on the walk in. That's real life, that really happened. That was all back in the day. Back in the day, and it was supposed to throw GSP off and GSP. And they made rules after that. Thanks a lot, GSP. It's dirty as hell. Thanks a lot, GSP. So where do you go with either of these guys? Terman's going to be a he's gonna be a dark horse in the division. I think he might be a little more hyped coming off of this loss than anything uh, because a lot of people saw that it should have went for Terman there. Carl Robertson? has deficiencies as well. Like a Rodriguez type of fighter, I'm like, well, if you don't get the knockout in the first two and a half minutes, your gas tank goes right down. Yeah, I agree. Neither of them are ranked yet. Neither of them get ranked. Neither uh, of them get ranked fighters or deserve for us to set them up on a good fight. On a good fight? We ended up having <laughs> they it. they don't deserve it. But. <laughs> They're working on it. They're yeah. working on it. <laughs> on to 145 pounds. We had the PMP of the night, the plus money Cuesta coming in against Mursad Bektik. We had Josh Emmon coming in as a plus 135 underdog when we posted the bet. That moved around a little bit to about plus 130. So either way, was putting a couple of those alpha male parlays together. I forgot Lou was a part of the alpha male guy, so he wasn't in my any of my bets, which really worked out for me. But this was one that really cashed. Being big in there, Emmett landing a power jab. And then finishing up Bectic on the ground with ground and pound. There was an uppercut from that Dane Henderson under the armpit, under the side where he hit Fedor with. It'll knock out a lot of guys. I love any fighter who throws that, and Emmett obviously I'm not going to get when I say it. Do you realize that is 100%? Sorry. <laughs> That's a big deal. For free. Absolutely free. All we ask is a light. Somebody starts their software company and they are looking for a place to throw it. uh, Just saying. (laughs) When they hit their first big, I don't even know what a lot of money is anymore. Numbers don't mean anything. What is it like when they first are 50 billion, trillion? (laughs) Those are real numbers, right? Yeah. So, hey, there's advantages at point in times. It was that chin of Bectic more than anything because all the way around, he should have been the better fighter there. And it was a scrap Emmett was in. That wasn't an easy fight. Bectic was giving a good showing of himself, but he, again, just couldn't uh, take that power of lesser power fighters. And Emmett's a big power fighter. That was in that mini little breakdown. It's Emmett carried it into the third round. I was thinking that it was going to end up taking a little bit longer, but... Those power jabs, I mean, <laughs> it was just a jab, but it's just the fact that Bectic actually has a big deficiency in his chin there, and it's something that you got to count on from this point forward. I think Emmett's a scary guy still coming up through the division. If people keep doubting him because of how brutal the people are going to keep saying that little heathen knockout, but... It started with an illegal knee. We'll always say that, yeah. too. Come on, remember. But no one remembers. They just see the win-loss. It, like, fades Agreed. off. It fades off into the distance. But That's why we're here to remember. Unless it's on the highlight reel to just keep coming up and coming up, coming. Unless you're Ronda Rousey and getting beat up, That's kind of the... <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be Ben Askren. That knee's going to be everywhere. That will be. But, man, there was some memorable... No- the knee tonight was pretty... Dead. That, I mean, that dude was out on his feet. There is some crazy... Finishes coming. Crazy, crazy... I mean, think of Yair's elbow. Right. I mean, some of the things, like the timing, the precision. Masvidal. 
with Till earlier in the year was oh also a, a knockout for the year potential in there. I mean, this one wasn't one of those one and done, but the main event might be one of those. Uriah Faber versus Simone? At the co-main event, <laughs> we ended up having a big favorite in Simone coming in. I didn't realize that Martinez, uh, who fought Lopez, was actually Simone's cousin. So that should have been a clue. The cousins versus Alpha Male. Alpha Male ended up paying off. The judges getting the refs in there a little bit early. I tend to think here at 46 seconds, Uriah Faber gets it finished first time in 10 years, I believe. He ain't finishing no one, but he did have Simone face plant after that overhand rights. Alpha Male, we've been saying it here. We've been saying it from day one with Alpha Male. What is going to land? Overhand right. Overhand right. Simone left that opening for that overhand right, and he... And you almost got to think now that Uriah Faber hand-selected his fight because he saw that opening when he was watching him and one of his other fights. Could be. I mean, Uriah Faber is a very smart man. And he's smart enough to hand-select his fights and only fight in California from this point out. I mean, really showing out. If you put those alpha male guys other than Lou in there, you're definitely cashing big. I only had three of those because I didn't see Faber winning with an overhand right. I thought that I saw uh, Simone take harder shots from other fighters, but I mean... I, I won on a fight card. Gosh, I want to say that Simone was on it. I cashed on I fight cards. On. I cashed on fight cards because I crowned him on my bets throughout the night. So I did go heavy with him with two, but I had so many other guys winning out, um, doing well. Alan being on a couple of those that... It just... I just ugh. didn't see him finishing. That's why I didn't put this on my... I thought, it would be, I thought it would be takedown heavy. I thought it was going to be a wrestling clinic and he was going to end up getting like 12 takedowns, which is drafting money ugh. in the bank. But I thought this was early. Again, Simone early turning, challenge. turned over, and he's starting to fight it. I mean, yeah, he got stung, but we saw other guys get stung throughout the night. The refs let it go on. This is also... The crowd favorite, the judges being in there and being like, oh, Uriah almost got it. Done, 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 done. Automatically guaranteeing Uriah three more fights in the UFC. Guaranteed. He can fight whenever he wants, regardless of his record at this point. He's a legacy fighter. But is this a legend move? No. I thought it was an early stoppage. It was disappointing. But at this point in the night, I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And also at this point of the night, my... Uh, I feel like I had two cards of Simone on them, uh, but my uh, bets were hedged. I either way it went for the last fight of the night, I was uh, one of my fight cards was going to cash because I did one on mine and I right. did one on yours. So I was like, for my two most expensive, and either way those would cover my whole night of bets. So, anyway. 102, I believe he scored in the minimal strikes that Uriah Faber cashed there. But, hey, I'm going to keep trying to fade Uriah Faber from this point on. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to forget he's there every single time I watch it again. Every I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot he didn't retire. And on to the main. Well, where do you go with Simone, I guess? Anybody? Yeah. He's had, like, three fights in a row. It's his first loss to Faber. It doesn't mean much. Yeah. So, he's just back to the drawing board. On to the main event. We had another another underdog telling you guys at 135 pounds. GDR was going to come in with that iron fist. She's the iron lady for a reason. She could knock out men. And Aspen Ladd could not take the heat. She couldn't take that smoke in there. I'm just giving her shit. <laughs> <laughs> this was also an early stoppage. Uh, I don't agree even though I was really having some words back and forth with a few guys on Twitter and they were saying that the weight cut did not matter. But when immediately when I saw the weight cut, I was texting you telling you, this weight cut's bad. This is a really bad misstep. She didn't need to cut that extra pound. And then I kept added money to G. So I had a couple bets and I started doing round one props, round two props, just because I'm like, you can't hydrate without an IV in an amount of time to really get that water in your brain. I didn't think Lad though, in that, looked like she was out on her feet. I also thought that she got hurt and then was rolling back to start to guard, and then they called it. I never saw a limp anything. Simone, his, he face-planted. Lad didn't. She more just got hurt and, and then was going to start to work. And the punch was literally not... It's I, If it was on her shoulder across herself, it, it was not a painful punch at all. It was I, not in her yeah. head. And it was like a, then some hammer fists, but again, never... No, I don't think she ever got hit by anything else. 
I think it was stopped it after was... the very first punch across across her chest. It was really strange. And the first punch that hit her, though, crisp on the button, boop, knocked her down. I. I feel like this is the mistake we watch her Dean make, and I th- I want to be a little that I think it's sexist for some reason. It hurts him to watch a lady a little quicker. He's like, stop hitting her, stop hitting her. This is too much. But, but with this, do you think that because Aspen Ladd, after that weight cut, had to get re-medically checked out, which they don't do for everybody, that Herb Dean was already on high alert? Yeah, it was almost like how you can't pick a clean jury if everyone's seen the tape. Exactly. That's how I like Betty was. Like I would have if I were in the octagon. This is where I have to stick up for her being because I find myself doing it more and more. If I put myself in his shoes, I can see myself calling it quicker too. Like I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> like and he watches everything we watch, so I got to think he was on high alert as well. I feel like it puts we... us all in grandma mode. True. I feel like we like to say that this is when the black iguana strikes again. Yeah, dead on, evil twin. 100% changed my mind. Came planting seeds. Oh. I think it was called early. It was early. And and everyone that's like, oh, they just saved some ground and pound. No, that's where GDR would have gotten in trouble. If she would even thought to go to the ground with Aspen Ladd, I think that would have been a really bad idea. But I don't think GDR would. I think she would have taken what strike she could from the top and backed away and made her get up. GDR is very smart inside the octagon. Um, And you were saying the hands of... GDR are going to be crisp and I mean what can we say about that fight and it sucks it was called early uh, but she got her and it's the UFC and that's the way it, that's the way the mop flopped so to speak I'm going to try to be so much bitter happened in it that I'm like <laughs> that one was, sucked it was a hot pepper that one it sucked was, and it was definitely GDR was a staple for me. And, and I'm a little bummed too because I would have really loved to see GDR. Like let's say a hundred percent right, five rounds GDR goes out in schools or three rounds she goes out and fucking picks her apart, slices her apart, and then knocks her out. Like I would really love to see GDR do a clinic so I know how to bet on her versus Amanda, her versus Cyborg, mm-hmm. her versus Holly. Like things coming up. I want to know. I want to see that GDR. Now I'll just be left to guess again. That's a great point, and that is really what's going to be hard with GDR. We yep. keep saying it like poor Aspen or whatever, and poor lad. No, it sucks for GDR too. She it, every win she has to have the most controversial win in the UFC, where everyone hates her. She can't gain a fan to save her. Did you hear life. her on the post show with no. Ryan and stuff? To be in like, oh, I don't care. A win's a win. Like she's already dealt with it. She doesn't not care. She will hit she's you after the bell. She's not all Tom Petty yeah. like me. She's like, I'm a cop in my real life. I'm a cop in my. She's like, I moved on. A win's a win. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even have to break a sweat and I got paid the same. No, double. And knocked out of the night. She got an extra 50 grand. They have to legitimize it because really there is no one else to fight Amanda Nunes. But hey, you know what? This is the other thing. I'm going to be real honest. Aspen Ladd, too much too soon for her to fight Nunes next. GDR deserves to fight the champ and clean at her own weight class. She did the UFC a favor by fighting Holly at 145 for a belt she never really wanted in a weight class she never really wanted to go to. Maybe we get to see her now fighting her own weight class. And what's Amanda known for? Striking. Everyone says she's frightening at it. What's GDR known for? Striking. That fight intrigues me. Maybe we all get a gift from that. We've seen it once. And, and it, it could was happen Amanda. soon. We might get to see that in November. That right. could be on a New York time, whatever their New York City card is for the holiday. Like, that fight could happen this year. So, we're, not that Aspen Ladd Amanda couldn't happen, but does that intrigue you at all? No. Not as much. No. Not yet. Not yet. GDR Amanda, that's really, that's the next fight that should happen. Definitely. I agree with and all of that. anyone that says Chris Cyborg, I... Well, I don't really want to see that yet. Yeah, and she's fighting at 45, I yeah. thought, against Felicia Spencer. Yeah, so let... Yeah, let them do their own thing. Amanda's with Anderson. clean and crisp yeah. right now. I think that's the fight to make. That's the fight to make. And, um, yeah, is there any Twitter-verse talk? There's been a ton that has went on that we haven't got to. Due to the holidays coming through, we didn't talk about... Chad Mendes re-retiring. I almost thought he was coming back <laughs> in. I was almost like, give me that money. Give me that money. Uh, like, give, give me it. that money <laughs> but back. With that, he was just trying to gain more steam. With that win from Uriah Faber, do not think Chad Mendes wasn't like, Phew, maybe I do want to make a comeback. 
do not think that wasn't the first thing he thought in there. So I think that. Oh, he's like, if Uriah Faber can do that, I sure can. Against a prospect, exactly. Do that. There's other guys in there I can beat. I don't have to be. Because Chapman does the same thing. He's a big enough guy that if he's like, oh, I don't have to fight for the belt anymore. Not all, though. I don't have to fight out the one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't good. have to keep doing that same <laughs> stuff over and over again. So he re retired. Another retirement or official let go that we didn't talk about about much or haven't got into we had john lineker a few weeks ago get relieved of his duties after falling out in that fight card that he replaced against rob font the second time around ufc had enough ufc was like deuces we told you guys that uh hey he probably wasn't going to make the weight cut and he didn't want to make himself look bad so that's why they probably let him or why they why he even dropped that and it was on grounds to get let go of, and the UFC has had enough, and I mean, rightly so. If the ESPN, the way they're doing workups and they're doing stuff right, uh, they don't need headaches. They don't need prima donna headaches that are going to pull out of fight cards when they're trying to promote them right. If the UFC is a promotion and you're not going to let them promote you and you're going to cost them millions of dollars when they have to pull posters and do new ads and they can't build a main event around you so you're... Uh, audience can only get so big because they can't trust that you're going to show up for those fights which also means you can't fight the other stars that deserve co-main and main event spots right uh so you only can get so big so what can we do with you there's somebody else that wants your spot and frankly it sucks for him i'm glad he's moved on and found uh to go build other organizations but Right now, he got a contract with, was it Resin? Or One. Or One. I think it was One. You're right. So, he's officially with the One Championship. He's going to have a lot easier fights and get paid a lot more money. Good for John Yeah, make sure you guys are chiming in, FYI, and letting us know if you're liking Twitterverse talk at the end of the show. Twitterverse talk at the end of the show. And then we could also do the (laughs) commercials right between the end of our card and this. And so, the people that stick around, it's like that after scene in... Like Marvel Universe shows. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like it's the hand that comes to the sand. (laughs) It's like, oh, wait, there's more. Yeah. So, other Twitterverse stuff. I got to get into it. We should have a little dance. Like, Twitterverse talk at the end of the show. Twitterverse talk at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) This is totally off MMA, and I don't like to do that much in my life. But, you know, when you bring up aliens, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, let's hear it. And... I don't know if you've seen this petition, but there is over 300,000 people that are saying that they're going to Area 51. And count me in, buddy. September 20th, let's go. Not really. I got a job. But You know what? I think um, you could storm Area 51, but if you're going to get all uppity, why don't you storm the Vatican? Good point. A lot creepier stuff at the Vatican. I want to party with aliens. I want to get my freak on with aliens. Mm-mm. I want to go dancing. It just seems like either way that goes but... down, like people are going to be running in and they're going to be like, if you come any closer, prepare to get shot. People just start falling forward on Walking Dead style. Like you're like, what is happening? What is happening? So I support anyone who goes down there. Just take some video because I want to watch. I want to see the aliens. I want to see them. Yeah, if you go down, get us a t-shirt. Agreed. I saw it. I was there. (laughs) Yeah, get us. That's crazy. I think my weird thing is I finally finished Stranger Things, the third season. We're still on the last episode. I won't say anything. Thank you, but overall, pleasantly pleased, but it's a novella. It's definitely daytime TV by this point. It's... I don't know what they uh, people are liking about Alexi. He was a nice guy. Everybody likes Cherry Limey. Come on. Get out of here. But it was fun. It's been fun so far. I got one episode to go. Yeah. Leave it. We'll wait. It's clever. I think it's clever. Like, I just think it's clever the way they're, they work in certain other movies in it. Just even if they're vague references that if you really know... Uh, the genre and you can even see what they're already working toward for a next season's ideas and where that is on the timeline of American fashion and television and movies and blah 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 anyways yeah so that is off MMA and that is all we're gonna do is there any other MMA news nothing off the top of my head right now we definitely gave it a good one getting that morning after Letting you know how we feel about it. We got a fun card coming right down, right on top of us. 
It's going to be out of San Antonio, Texas. We go into the Big T. What's What are the big... Oh, it's a kind of exciting fight. I'm it's curious. Dos, it's Dos Años versus Leon Edwards. After eating that three-piece with a soda, he's going to definitely be showing us how full he is. Do you want to hot take that real quick for the fans? I know. I was going to ask her, is that going to be where it's like, oh, you got to be right there. Do you want to give any of fight away on that? I think the one fight... Greg Hardy versus Juan Adams. Ooh, that's a fun one. It's not the Coleman event. I think we have to give him one fight. James Vick versus Daniel Hooker. Hooker. That's a good fight. Trinaldo Hernandez. Some of these fights I feel like I already watched. Where I have to my Rothwell too. see what I think I see. Exactly. There's definitely some names on there. We got Pennington, Vel Saldana, and San Antonio has some key marquee Uh-oh. fight cards coming in. There are a couple Sam number twos. <laughs> we have Peralta, who I've been asking for for a while, starting it off. The hot take, then. Which one do you want to give him as of right now? Okay, let's do who we saw in his affliction white shirt with silver writing with diamonds and bordered on it. Let's do Alexi Olenek versus Walt Harris. The co-main event at 265 pounds, my hot take is going to be, I don't have anything on this. I haven't even thought of it. I'm going to do my tape study later, but I'm going to say Walt Harris is able to use his sprawling brawl to stay striking. He actually has looked way better in his striking as of late. Give me the big ticket Harris to finish this via TKO. I love you, Alexi. You got a humongous wife and she's nice. But Tall, I got big. Statuesque. <laughs> very, very. Uh, I have Olenek right now. What is that? Anaconda choke? What's his one? Ezekiel choke. Ezekiel choke. Yeah, I should know better. Yeah. So that's it. That's Lappy. Uh, I think it's episode 221, the morning after. Once again, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Lappy!